Recorded live in the Fantasmo Lounge, high atop the Cash Conover Building in beautiful Midtown Portsmouth, Virginia. It's Fantasmo After Dark with your host, Rob Floyd, and co-host, Phyllis Floyd. Tonight's topic, humanoids from the deep. Well, hey everybody. Welcome back to the old podcast here. Hey, Phyllis. Hey, Rob. So what are we talking about tonight? Humanoids from the deep. The Roger Corman magnum opus, Humanoids from the Deep. That's right. It's his magnum opus. <laughs> Who knew? I think that okay. might be a surprise to him. Maybe I exaggerate a little bit on that. <laughs> but now this is one of his. It's, uh, it's, a, it's a fun one. It came on the uh, right at the, well, I can't say the end of, maybe right in the middle of all the Jaws, not so much rip-offs, but... Riding on the coattails of the success of Jaws. Uh, Monsters in the Water movies. Okay. Or from the water movies. Because there was a ton of them after Jaws. Even going so far as to tentacles and Octoman and Mm. things like that. But this one's a little better than some of those, I think. Overall, anyway. And uh, 1980 is when this came out. So there's a string of these going from 75 through the the mid-80s, I want to say. Because the Draws remakes went into the, not remakes, but the sequels went into the 80s a bit, didn't they? I think so. This time it's personal. <laughs> uh, now everybody likes some Roger Corman movie. We like quite a few Roger Corman movies. <laughs> Indeed we do. He's one of those filmmakers that makes use of his money. Yeah, he always seems to get it right for us. Yeah, makes he, you know, he makes low budget films, but makes pretty good low budget films. He's made some cheesy stuff, too. I mean, don't get me wrong. <laughs> but overall, uh, you know, dollar for dollar, he entertains. Yeah. Yeah, he, he definitely stretches the dollar. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, he uses every bit of that money. But like I said, for the most part, he doesn't make crap, cheesy crap. He makes entertaining, fun films. Yeah. Not to say that he hasn't made crap. I want to stre- stress that. <laughs> <laughs> but this is one of those that's, uh, it depends on your point of view. Some people think almost any horror stuff is kind of cheesy. Yeah. And this is borderline. It could have gone really cheesy. But I think the you got the level of uh, the actors in it. You've got, well, Doug McClure has got a reputation for being a lot of cheese. Yeah. But he's done a lot of decent stuff. I mean, True. he's been a working actor since the late 50s. He passed away a few years ago. But he worked constantly in stuff. A lot of TV. A lot of movies. And I'm you know, I'm kind of surprised he didn't step above that because he's a decent looking guy mm-hmm. and he's a good actor mm-hmm. good yeah, solid good performance so, just really solid performance right he doesn't overdo it mm-hmm. uh vic morrow mm-hmm. was in this who always a good guy and everything he was in other people eh, some other you know ann turkle who was in did a little bit of the stuff and there's a couple other faces you recognize but names you'd never would right you right. know other than that that is doug McClure and vic morrow with a cast yeah. pretty much and at odds with each other yeah so, definitely but the plot is basically, it's this little fish in town, mm-hmm. and a cannery is, uh, this is kind of the, the subplot. The cannery wants to set up shop there, and put a factory there to bring money into the town, mm-hmm. but half the town is for it because they want the money, but half the town is against it because it's going to take all the fish out and it'll take the jobs away from the fishermen. Right. But That's, then they, they say that they have a, a fix for that too. Yeah. That they're going to make salmon bigger they've got a formula or something and make them grow faster and grow faster thanks to this what did, what did he call her this this fine little scientist yeah. <laughs> oh my word that was hilarious 
Yeah, there's a little bit of that in there. <laughs> well, I told you when we finished watching this that yeah. this movie shows you some of the worst and the best in humanity. I mean, there's there's racism, there's misogyny, there's greed. Yeah. Well, it, it, you know, it lays out pretty black and white who the good guys and the bad guys are. It does. It does. And, I mean, and it's and it very does clear. That, and it's, it's good because to do it that way in, in a low budget picture like this because it's got to get it to you the info to you Quick. quickly right you know you can't be ambiguous to who if you want to have the movie just get to the business and move right. along yeah you know it's not one it's not a thinking piece no definitely not it is a drive-in grindhouse horror movie right so on that level it does that perfectly yeah yeah. You know, it lays out, you know who the good guy is, you know who the bad guys are, right. you know why they're the good guys and why they're the bad guys. Yeah. There's no, there's no, is he a good guy? Is he a bad, oh, he's a bad guy doing good things, you right. know. No, I think that's why I was saying it. it it's it yeah. is super clear exactly what's going on here and who, who the good guys and bad guys are because it's obvious. Oh, yeah. Know, exactly yeah. why that person's the bad guy, you know. Yeah. It's, yeah. And then the horror element comes in. <laughs> Pretty quick into the movie, you get a fleeting glimpse of the monsters. Right. And it's not just one monster. It's a bunch of monsters. But you don't know that right off the bat. Right. And it's kind of cool because it's like Roger Corman said in the interview, the uh, extras. Yeah. That he's always been of the mind, which is the smartest thing to do. And it's kind of formula almost. Yeah. You don't give formula, away right? the monster. Right. Right off the bat. Mm -hmm. He said, what, the first half or two thirds of the movie, yeah, you, you should tease show the, the monster. monster. You show parts of the monster, you know. And he does that. And I think he shows a little too much, though, to be honest yeah, with you. Yeah, yeah, you do get really clear pictures of the monster yeah. after a while. And, you know, they're really cool looking. But at some point, you see them so clearly, they're almost goofy looking. I yeah. mean, you know what you I mean? You get too much of it too soon. Yeah. And then at the end, they just don't care. They just show you the whole thing. Yeah. But what you're seeing mostly is one suit. I thought you said there were like three. Well, yeah, there were three. I find this out. There were three suits built mm -hmm. for this. One of them was really good. Mm -hmm. The other two weren't quite as good, I guess, because the time it took to do it yeah. and the budget. They weren't, I don't know if they weren't quite finished or okay. they just weren't up to the level, you know, the, the first, the first sure. one was. So the other two had to be shot at certain angles and from certain sides mm -hmm. for them not to look like crap. Oh, Okay. So at any given time, the most you're going to see on the screen together is three. Yeah. But with the editing yeah. and the and everything, it, it looks it look like, like there's more. a lot more of them there. Well, it really did. They did a good job yeah. of and that. And there's only one that you ever see like all the way around really good. Gotcha. But yeah, you're right. I think showing too much of it gives away the cheesiness of it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's not a bad looking creature. It's kind of no, cool. but they're pretty neat. Yeah. I just... For some reason, I think it's because you get to see it so much and right dead on. Yeah. It's almost like he's got this goofy grin on its face. Yeah. Which is so weird to me because they're they're really intimidating creatures. Oh, you yeah. Know? And, 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 and if terrifying you're gonna, when you think about what they're doing. Yeah. We'll get to that in a second. Yeah. If you're going to show your suit mm -hmm. that clearly and that close up, it better be a damn good suit. Yeah. Because ultimately, any of these monster from the water, especially humanoid type monsters, is going to be compared to creature from the Black, Black Lagoon. Black Lagoon, exactly. And that is one of the most beautiful monster suits that's ever been created. It's amazing. For my money, I don't care. It has not been surpassed. Shape of Water, kiss my ass. 
<laughs> you know, Monster <laughs> Squad, yet, Kiss though. My No, I'm just saying the pictures oh, of the suit. Oh, you're talking about the suit. Yeah. Monster Squad, Kiss My Ass. Uh, it was a nice tribute. Yes. But the Monster you're Squad one was... You're just talking about the suit. The, I'm just talking about the suit, not the movie. Just the suit and still pictures mm-hmm. or moving around. You know, the Monster Squad suit was a nice tribute, but I think it was over the... The face part was over the top yeah. for me. Yeah. The creature suit, Shape of Water was a suit and... I'm sure CGI help. Yeah. Because everything uses that nowadays. Creature from the Black Lagoon was a black and white camera and a mm-hmm. suit in the water and out of the water. Yeah. And it's beautiful. It's, it's just a beautiful design. Who And Millicent Patrick, the uh, woman who really designed most of it or contributed a lot to it, is finally getting credit for it. Right. Well, for years she didn't, though. Who took credit for it? Oh, Westmore. Bud Westmore. Oh, yeah. gotcha. Yeah, not many people have nice things to say about <laughs> well, that's yeah. well, I'm glad but, she's getting her due credit. Yeah, and it's just a beautiful suit. Now, getting back to these suits and humanoids from the deep here. Who designed these? Yeah, I don't know. I need to look that up. No name jumped right out, so it's, oh, no, okay. it's none of the guys that everybody. None knows. of the big names. No, gotcha. And Corman wouldn't use it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I get that. But one thing that's kind of interesting is there's a two different designs. You remember? There's the. The long arms. The long arms. Mm-hmm. Like the, the extendable long arms. Yeah, like super long arms. Yeah, and then there's the regular human size arms. Oh, one thing I did read is the uh there were supposed to be the stuntmen were supposed to play the humanoids. Mm-hmm. But the guys that were the stuntmen that were gonna do it said the suits looked too goofy and they wouldn't wear them, so they had to hire extra people to Seriously? play the monsters. That's what I read while I was doing some research. I, I can't believe somebody would turn down work regardless. That's so yeah, weird. Yeah, and to play a monster, I mean, regardless. Yeah. You know, that'd be fun. No kidding. Uh, I do like the logarm creatures. I think they're a little more creepier, you know? They were. I mean, you you almost think that that weird, straight, super long arm, it would seem even more goofy. Yeah. But they were a little more creepy well, for some reason. It looks to me like more of a cross between animal and insect. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what yeah, the long maybe. arms kind of gave me more of that insect like. Right. And right. coming out of the water, that's makes it even creepier. Yeah. Because it's, it's well, and shouldn't look like that. Yeah. Know? And we didn't go into how these creatures came about. Are we going to give that stuff away? Do you want to yeah, give that not? much of the plot away? Are we going plot? Oh, yeah, it's not a big. It's, <laughs> it's not a big. It's secret. not one of those. <gasps> You know, yeah. <laughs> type well, I didn't know reveals. how much of the plot you were going to talk it, about. No, it's kind of a, I mean, you kind of see that coming, you know. Yeah. Well, the cannery says that they can yeah, well, know, I make them said, grow, yeah. make them bigger. And it's some of the salmon got away from one of the yeah, some experiment of the test site. Salmon, test yeah. salmon. And apparently some other life form ate, ate the them. salmon and caused them to evolve quicker. I can't remember what type of fish they said it was. Well, I think they speculated that a few types... Yeah. A few types of sea life. They didn't say just necessarily oh, yeah. fish. Well, and that would give you the different size arms and all that's, that. Yeah. yeah, that's where they So it caused them to sense. evolve like rapidly. Yeah. That's the basic layout. Now, what you could maybe say is either the goofy part of it or the scarier part of it. Oh, God. Is the reason that these things are coming out of the water on land is because, you know, salmon swim upstream to spawn, right? <laughs> Right. Well, these things are coming out of the water to mate with human women. <laughs> yeah. For some reason, they've decided it's time to breed, and it's it's terrifying. Well, have you seen women? Women are beautiful. <laughs> so I like they, me. I like me some women. You like you some women. Yeah. Well, they so they kill all the men that they come across. Yeah, because they're competition. Because <laughs> they're yeah competition. 
Yeah, and and it's like a breeding ground thing. Yeah, it's they're they're protecting their breeding ground. Exactly, you know and the shoreline uh, and all that. Yeah, exactly. And they um, and then they like capture the women and and mate with them. Now, I I have to say though, it doesn't come right out and say that until a little later in the film. Yeah. And the first couple times you see them attack, you see them kill the guy and go after the woman. You know, mm-hmm. and you're you're assuming that okay, they're doing that so we can see, you know some tits yeah because it's a low budget film right. it's got to have some nudity in it yeah and the monster always rips the top off the woman and then kills her right i mean it's low budget film formula yeah and you're watching this and you're assuming that's, that's what, what happened that's what's happening yeah. because he attacks the woman the top gets ripped or comes off titties come out and then he's attacking her on the ground and she's screaming and then it kind of fades to black or fades to the next scene mm-hmm. but you look you go what exactly? Wait a minute. Did just is he there? is he humping her? Yeah. Because <laughs> it's not super clear. Yeah, no, yeah. It's it's not, it, and none of it is ever like shows them like going no, for no, broke. You it know, doesn't. it just looks like they're attacking and they start their hips are moving up and down. And it's like, wait a minute. So I got to say that part was handled with kid gloves. Yeah. Because if you're not really paying attention, it just looks like he's just clawing at her as is trying to kill her, and then it goes. Yeah. You know. Now, interesting thing about that is there was a, uh, I can't remember her name, but the movie was directed by a woman. Yes. Okay. And after the movie was finished, or just before it was finished, Corman told her, said, it, it really, it doesn't have all the required elements for uh, an exploitation film, for for the intended audience of the film, which is the drive-in crowd. You know, the, the grindhouse type crowd that goes to see this type of movies. Right. So, and she refused to film any more of the uh, humanoids attacking the women scenes. Okay. Or any more gore type stuff. Right. It was Barbara Peters. That's it. Yeah, that's yeah. her name. Yeah. So he hired another director to film some extra of the humanoid monsters attacking the girls reshoots right. uh-huh. and some more violent and gore scenes of attacking the guys. Okay. So, I mean, it was, you know, it was equal. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Some more explicit stuff to, to pad it out a little bit. And, you know, for the crowd, some of it they used, but actually most of that stuff that got edited out, they didn't even they use ended it. up not wanting it. Well, not so much not wanting it. It just, they d- ended up not using it. May- it. I don't know. Maybe it was too much, or maybe you know, the running time went over a little bit. So they're like, "Well, we'll just we'll give them a taste and cut back a little bit." Okay. You know? Yeah. Which is it was perfect because it's got enough in it. I think enough blood. The guys getting killed. There's a couple sure. of like, oh, yeah. Know? There's some pretty. Especially that one stuff. guy comes up out of the water. Out of the water yeah. When he and the girl are playing right on the shore, you know, yeah. right in the shallows there. Uh, that's pretty gruesome. The whole side of his face. Yeah, yeah side of his body. Gross. You know. Yeah. Well, especially his face was what yeah, was really oh, yeah. to me. And like I said, the other scenes of the women getting attacked, it's just enough to give you an idea that's what's going on. Yeah. Well, you know, one thing about this that I, um, right at the very beginning, the kid falls in the water and the creature gets the kid. So I was like, oh, wow, yeah. you know, Corman's not pulling any punches here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> killing the kid right off the bat. And then they kill all the freaking dogs. I was like, wow, we're killing animals. We're killing yeah, kids. Yeah, they got the puppies. I know, they kill all the puppies. That was horrible. So, yeah, he's, yeah. he's not pulling punches. No, and it sets it sets it up, you know, right at the beginning there that this is horrible. Yeah. This is horror. Yeah. Even though I don't think it's played 
I didn't get a feeling of of intense dread in the movie. You know, I just no. a tip to me a typical drive in horror movie. You know, yeah. But I enjoy it. It's one I have watched a few times over yeah. the years. I remember seeing the trailer for this when I was a kid at the Great Bridge Twin. Mm-hmm. You remember that theater? Oh right? yeah, yeah. I remember seeing this trailer and going, "Oh, I want to see this." But you know, folks wouldn't take me because it was a rated R movie, and I was a right. little kid. But I don't know what movie I was watching, but the trailer had a tit flash in it. Really? When the girl's in the tent and the yeah. thing comes through, and right. I was like, oh, "Ooh!" Oh, I forgot about the tent. <laughs> yeah. The guy with the dummy. What the hell was that? That was the weirdest scene. Yeah. Does that work for people? I don't know. Well, there's a fetish for everything out there. Uh, that's true. That's true. You know, and I meant to ask you about that. Yeah. So there's this, there's this scene. I don't know about the dummy fetish films. <laughs> there's a scene <laughs> of these two people on the beach in a tent. It's a, a guy and a, and a girl. And I don't know. They're young, young adults. Yeah. And. 20 somethings. Yeah. And this guy has a dummy. Ventriloquist, you know, ventriloquist dummy, and they're making all kinds of suggestive comments before you actually see what's going on, and and um, anyway, so once you eventually see the dummy, she's getting all turned on by you know seeing the dummy, and he's she she wants to see the whole thing, and he says not until you show me what you've got or whatever, and so then she strips because she wants to see the whole dummy, so he takes the whole dummy out and starts talking to the dummy. Doing his bit. Doing his little spiel, yeah. Uh-huh. And eventually he, you know, puts the dummy down and gets ready to go, <laughs> you know, fool around with the lady. And then, of course, she's they get no attacked. Lady if she's out there. <laughs> yes, she <laughs> is. <laughs> so then they uh, they get attacked. You know, the guy gets mauled. Yeah. And it keeps cutting back to the dummy. And I swear, now I was in the kitchen baking and watching at the same time. So I, I didn't get a really good look. Yeah, everybody come over for some cookies. Yeah, but I didn't get to see, were the dummy's eyes moving back and forth when he was you know, getting attacked? I don't, I don't remember, but it'd be, By funny if, it'd be funny if it was. That was you funny. Know? Yeah, it, it made me laugh because I thought they were, but maybe they weren't. I don't know. Regardless, it was cutting back and forth to the dummy as if the dummy was watching it all happen, which was funny enough, even if the eyes weren't moving. Yeah. Now, I, you know, I was saying a minute ago, though, about the, how I, the suspense. I didn't feel real feeling of dread and all, but... There were a couple of uh, moments when the music. Yeah, I was going to tell you the music was. Um, it gave you a feeling of let good. you know it's suspense time. Something's yeah. going to happen. Yeah. You know? And, well, duh, of course it did because James Horner did the music. Oh, nice. Now, James Horner has done everything. Yeah. Uh, some notable uh, Star Trek II, Wrath of Khan, right. Search for Spock, mm-hmm. Titanic. Braveheart, mm-hmm. tons. Of, I mean, you look at his credits; it's all you know, as long as your arm, right? Tons of stuff. So the music, and this was 1980. So God, he'd done a lot of stuff before this. So Corbin spent a little bit on the music on this, mm-hmm. which was a good move because it did elevate it a little bit. I think, yeah, because we did make no, make know that when we were watching. Yeah, like, well, Man, like right off the really bat, good in this. Yeah, right and off I'm like, the bat, it's really familiar that. too. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah, so that, that was added a, good a lot to it. This could have been handled by anybody else, and it could have been super cheesy. You know, if you had a few different actors in it, or lesser actors, lesser music, and a less competent director. I mean, the director, Barbara Peters, she did a bang-up job. I don't know what else she's done, mm-hmm. but she did a bang-up job with this, because it could have been a real cheese fest. Yeah, yeah, but actually, we should look up some more of her stuff. I was just looking at her a little while ago, and she... um. 
looks like she's done quite a bit of um quite a bit of work. Yeah. So we should look some of that up. But this is one of those of the of that genre of monsters out of the water. Mm-hmm. It's pretty good. Yeah. You know, and it's it's one of Corman's I say a Corman classic. You know, so much so that they remade it as a oh, TV movie in ninety six. I didn't know that either. I just found this out. And the funniest thing about it, and it had lesser people like Clint Howard, and you know, I forget who else was in it, but not Can not many it? people know. I don't know. I'll have to look I it up. If it's on YouTube or something. Yeah, I'll I'd have to like check to that see out. it just to see it. The funniest thing about it, though, is the end. I mean, it followed pretty much the same plot. Mm. The end, the carnival on the pier, and all that. Yeah. They reused footage from the original movie. Really? Yeah. Wow. So and I, maybe it was just people running around. I can't imagine they use footage of the monsters because they would have had to rebuild the suits yeah. to match, you know. Yeah. You know, speaking of the carnival at the end. Yeah. Yeah, I was gonna get to that, yeah. There was some odd stuff going on at the carnival. Well, so the big thing, their big plan to blow up all the monsters or whatever, or the creatures. I don't get that. Is to light the water on fire in the harbor there. Yeah. So so the two of them, the scientist lady and uh, oh, Doug McClure. Doug McClure. I can't remember his name, yeah. the character name. Anyway, they are on the boat and they're chugging out into the bay or whatever and spraying gasoline into the water. And he keeps saying something about, keep spraying. We're going to blow them to hell. But I don't get it because once they lit it on fire, sure, the water lit on fire in some places. Yeah. It was controlled like four spots. <laughs> yeah, but there's plenty of places where it wasn't on fire and all the creatures were up on the, the yeah, land killing people. I don't, I, I don't understand this plan. But, you know, I think they did a good job with showing this small town festival. Oh, yeah, they did. Oh, God. It was so small town. The the band that played yeah. was all old people yeah. in town. And the mayor was like, our, you know, this is our big festival. People are coming from 100 yeah. miles to see this. And <laughs> we've got to entertain them. And. And then the the local DJ guy who was Mr. I'm the local celebrity guy. Hey, come on down. And he was so bad and cheesy. He was terrible. It was great. So you really got this this feeling of this is this little hometown festival. Yeah. But it's a big deal to the people there. Right. You know, and then when the monsters came came up on the pier, it was just chaos. Yes. And that that was filmed great. It was. Without shaky cam. Right. A lot of quick cuts, but a lot of holding the camera so you can see what's going on, too. I loved the merry-go-round. Oh, that was funny. <laughs> that was the best. It was funny, but when it stopped, it was creepy. Because yeah. The, the merry-go-round scene, it's got this guy trying to get away, and this girl holding on to a horse scared, and then like two horses behind him and behind one of the seats is one of the monsters trying to come up, but the merry-go-round is going by the camera, and then it goes, you see nothing, and then it comes by again, and the monster's a little closer. <laughs> It was great. And the next time you see it, it's a different angle, but you see the guy just sprawled out in one of the seats on the merry-go-round, dead and bloody, and the merry-go-round's going, his body's just laying there. Yeah. That was, part was creepy. It was great. That was a... I loved that. That whole shot was wonderful. Yeah. It was... That, that whole scene, the whole end, I think, was, was a good payoff. You know, it's a lot yeah. of action, a lot of horror, a lot of blood, yeah, a lot of monster, yeah. you know. And then the very end... Not, it won't spoil the very end. <laughs> You get to watch it and see one thing. Well, yeah. I think it's kind of obvious what's going to happen. Yeah. But anyway. You but it's funny. It's a tribute it. to Alien. Yeah. Well, there you go. Now <laughs> just, you've given it away. We'll just let you go on that. <laughs> oh, you know, the one the one scene that I don't know, didn't surprise me, but I was surprised watching it for some reason, yeah. was uh, McClure's wife. 
whose name I've also I've forgotten everybody's name apparently. That's not important. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, where the creature goes to attack her house or yeah. her and the baby. Yeah. She breaks badass on oh, him. She stabs a shit she out of him. She was amazing. She, yeah, that was really she cool. Do? She sprayed him with a um, squirted drain cleaner drain in his face cleaner or something. all over him, yeah, and then stabbed the And then crap jumped on him and just him. stabbed him in the face. It was great. Well, like an all in the chest. The chest yeah. like rips open. Yeah. You can see organs hey, falling out. Hey, it was great. You don't mess with a mama protecting her cub. That's right. That's right. You do not do that. Oh, man. I guarantee to this day, my mom would do the same thing if someone <laughs> tried to attack me. <laughs> it was great. Oh yeah, that was that was a good scene. The whole thing was a lot of fun, and I definitely recommend you know checking this movie out if you get a chance. I do believe it is still available. Okay, well, right here, yeah, Humanoids from the Deep. You can get it on Amazon thirteen ninety nine Prime. Have it delivered in two days. And, oh, and it's on Prime Video. You can just watch it. If you have Amazon Prime, oh jeez, yeah, the remake's available for seventy four bucks. Oh my God, really? <laughs> Kiss my ass. <laughs> That's ridiculous. I wonder if it's on YouTube. Oh, I didn't. You know, I didn't mention too. This was originally called, and while they were filming it, it was called "Beneath the Darkness." Hmm. Was the shooting title, and apparently, some people who worked on it were kind of pissed when it came out under this title, "Humanoids from the Deep." And had some extra gore and extra nudity in it. Really? Uh, yeah, and Turkle uh, specifically. Huh. Beneath the Darkness is a not a bad title, but Humanoids from the Deep is more of a, well, I want to see that movie. <laughs> it's yeah. like a drive-in well, movie. I mean, it, yeah, I was going to say, it sounds more like a drive-in title than yeah. Beneath the Darkness. Beneath the Darkness sounds more like a, I don't know, drama or suspense. Yeah. I don't know. I think the crowd he was going for definitely looks for humanoids from the deep <laughs> yeah oh yeah 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 beneath the darkness like you said it leads you hmm what is this about yeah this movie is not intended for that kind of crowd yeah yeah so yeah it's play for your better. audience and i think that the title gets the right audience yeah speaking of titles to get the right audience uh-huh. total tangent here we just watched a movie the other day that just recently came out called oh geez yeah the man who killed hitler and then the Bigfoot. <laughs> yeah. It had Sam Elliott in it and Aiden Turner. And it was. And it was not what we thought it was going to be. No. Because I imagine that if you're listening to this podcast, you hear that title and you think, I have to see this movie. Because that's what we thought. And I'll tell you, it was a good movie. I mean, I, I really did like it. There was, it left some things open. It, it would. Okay. Let's step back a second. though. Yeah, go ahead. The title, The Man Who Killed Hitler and Then Bigfoot, caused, Amazing. caused me to purchase this movie, Sight Unseen, from Walmart. Yes. Boom. Sam Elliott in a movie called The Man Who Killed Hitler and Killed Bigfoot. I'm like, this is going to be a fun ride. Yeah. I mean, I thought it was going to be a fun ride, like a wolf cop ride. Yeah, yeah. You know? Right. And uh, it was not. No. It's not. The Hitler stuff and the Bigfoot stuff is almost axillary to everything else going on. Yeah. Uh, it's there, and it's a big yeah. part of the plot. But it's a completely different type of movie yeah. than what the title suggests. Yeah, it's more it's more about a story of a man who comes back from war and how he tries to deal with the fact that he killed anyone, let alone killed Hitler, and dealing with the fact that he's he came back from war and, you know, his the life he expected to lead is no longer that life 
the the woman he loved yeah. is gone. Though it's not as depressing as no, it's not as depressing as that as that exactly. sounds. But it's basically it's a character piece. Yeah, and Sam Elliott was amazing. Nails it. Oh God, yeah. he was. He's, he drives in the movie's about him, and he drives it totally. Yeah. The, and I'm a huge Aiden Turner fan. Yeah. Rob, I don't think, cares at all about Aiden Turner. I love well, him. I mean, he's all right. I just but don't have But he, he did a really good job as a yeah. young Sam Elliott. Yeah, I good. thought he captured Sam Elliott as a younger person. And this is another movie like, like Humanoids where it could have been super cheesy. Yeah. And would have been fun. Yeah. The the other element is, this part is, is fun, but Sam Elliott and the other people in it just play it so straight that it doesn't come off as cheesy at no, all. No, about the Bigfoot part? Yeah. Yeah. The government comes to to him because, they, of course, they know him as the guy who killed Hitler, and but it's all been kept hush-hush. And they want him to go after the Bigfoot because apparently there's some plague somehow. The Bigfoot in the Canadian wilderness is carrying this plague and it's infecting all these other animals yeah. that it attacks which in turn are affecting other animals, and it's widening. Yeah, and it's spreading to humans. It's spreading to humans, so the Bigfoot needs to be taken out, so they're going to get the guy they know can do the job, right. Sam Elliott. Yeah, and it turns out that he also, long. it's a long, complicated thing. It turns out he's also immune to that plague because they had blood on, on file. That's the, one of the main reasons they come and, after him, because he's yeah. a badass and he's immune to the plague. Yeah, yeah, so anyway, it, you know, I'm not sure if it's a... Uh, if it's your kind of thing, depending on, on what you like. But I'll tell you what, it was a really it was a really interesting film. I enjoyed it. Yeah, it the, it's a much the, better film than it has a right to be. It is. It is. The um who did the the creature? Oh shoot. We were both surprised by the person who oh, came oh, on oh, to do the special no, effects. No, no, no. Well, he had a hand in helping with the special effects and, and some of the second unit directly. Dennis Murin. Right, right, right. Yeah, he, had, he didn't. I don't think he did the creature, but he helped with some of the special effects. Right, right, that's right. Yeah. So and, wow. Yeah. You know. Right. Yeah. yeah. And the extras on it are pretty good. The interviews and stuff on the yeah. DVD. Yeah. So definitely uh, check it out if you get a chance. Yeah. Now back to humanoids from the deep. Yeah. Sorry. That little commercial there we did for that movie. <laughs> it is both versions: the original version from '80 and the '96 TV movie or on YouTube. I just found out. Oh, cool. So if you don't want to buy a copy, you want to watch it, maybe I'll post the link on the Facebook page. Nice. Definitely check out the Facebook page. I'm going to put a lot of pictures up in an album on the Facebook page. And of course, the trailer will go up on the Phantasmo After Dark Facebook page and drop a comment or two if, if you've watched it or you get a chance to watch it. Yeah. And We'd if love to hear seen, from you. Yeah. If anybody's seen the other one, uh, let me know. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I'm sure we'll watch it this week though, since it's on YouTube. We'll check it out this week and see. Yeah, I gotta know. Anyhow, I guess that's about it. Huh? Yeah, I can't can't think of anything else to say about this except, uh, you know, as always, it was fun. Watch this movie. You yeah. know, any of these movies we talk about, watch them for yourself and make your own judgments. And you know, let us know what you think. It's always cool to hear. You know. Yeah, yeah. Indeed, I think it, it's interesting to look back and see a, a female director took the lead on that one, especially seeing as it really does highlight. Some nasty sides of the human nature. Yeah, well, um, and, the, and the violence. And I, I mean, that's, it's not like it's a big social political thing women and, or anything. Yeah. It's just it was just interesting to see that as an, an afterthought. Yeah, you know? in this day but and age. Anyway, yeah, looking the way back now, are now, it would right. be. I, people would have a heart attack if this movie. Was oh no, kidding! But you know, it was made in a time when movies were movies, right? Man, you know, and that's that's what all they were. You know? Yeah, yeah. 
Anyway. So, anyhow, I digress. All right, that's all. Uh, we've got one more thing to do, apparently. Oh, we do, we do, we do. Um, the world revolves around Planet of the Apes game. Yes, Rob. Yes, because Phyllis gives me somebody or something from the movie, and I link it back in minimal amount of steps as I can to Planet of the Apes, proving that the world revolves around Planet of the Apes. We came up with this game, Clayton and I. A long time ago. Many years before the seven degree, or six degrees of Kevin Bacon. Yep. Okay. So... Let's go with Anne Turkle. Oh, jeez. Haha. I have surprised you. Yeah. Okay. Anne Turkle is in Humanoids of the Deep with. No. <laughs> <laughs> Cheater. Jeez. Uh, what was Anne Turkle in? Not a whole lot. I know. I made it difficult. Yeah. Past couple have been easy. Okay. You want Anne Turkle? Anne Turkle was in a movie called The A List with. David Carradine playing himself. Mm-hmm. David Carradine was in Circle of Iron with Roddy McDowell. <laughs> well, that was Planet the super Apes. easy. <laughs> the world revolves around Planet of the Apes. Too fast. Everybody, you want you want you want another one? You want an extended one? I can get sure. twofer on this one. Give me a twofer. Who do you want? You want Doug McClure? Yeah. Okay, Doug McClure was in Cannonball Run Two. Okay. Abe Vigoda was in Cannonball Run 2. Mm-hmm. Abe Vigoda was in The Godfather. Mm-hmm. No, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Let me tell you that. Abe Vigoda was in Barney Miller mm-hmm. with Gregory Sierra, mm-hmm. who was one of the mutants in Beneath the Planet of the Apes. Well, all righty then. <laughs> the world revolves around Planet of the Apes. And Indeed one day, does. the world will realize this. <laughs> <laughs> one day. <laughs> Okay, that's all I got. <laughs> that's all I got, too. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. Till next time. Good night. Good night. Good night.